Ah, I suppose first rule of Fight Club Orgy, don't talk about Fight Club Orgy. Yeah. You, you, you literally break the first rule. Hello, I'm Ben and welcome to Port Art Quandary, the podcast about chatting of topics of life, friends, family, relationships, current events, past experience and anything between them in the quarter life quandary. Here with Katie and Aaron. Breathe. Hello, guys. <laughs> yeah, an apostrophe in that somewhere. Who needs apostrophes? <laughs> uh, no one. No one needs them. So, I've asked you two to come with some topics. So, do you, you want me ahead. to go first or go do you guys want to? Okay, so I wanted to raise the shopping yeah. cart theory I, issue. I have. have you guys heard about this? Yes, I love it. All right. I'll give it a bit of an explanation. Um, basically, what it's about is is a test of, or it shows how good a person is. Because if you take a shopping trolley back to its bay, you get no reward for doing so, and there's no comeuppance for not doing it. So technically, you don't yeah. have to do it, and no one's forcing you to do it. It just shows whether you're a good person or not, or whether you morally aren't a piece of shit. Basically, just to dump <laughs> it next to your car. I think it's also bastard is what you are. I think it's also interesting to think of how we sort of just got socialised into doing it anyway. Who like? There's no reason to take it back. Why did we all just start doing it? Is it just muscle memory, or is it actually a reflection of how good you are as a person? No, I think it was imprinted by your parents. And your parents before them. Mine didn't give a shit. Why been, do I do it? It's been handed down <laughs> through the generations until somebody breaks the uh, breaks the mold. Yeah, there we go. Done the chain. I tell you, I, I I can tell you why our local one it happens because yes. they used to charge yes, a pound for a trolley, didn't they? And then, and then when I was in like I don't know eleven or twelve, I used to spend half a Saturday morning sitting at Asda waiting for people to leave their trolleys so I can run over, put it away and get a pound. I used to make that 20, is a 30 quid solid hustle. Saturday morning doing that. That, <laughs> that is a solid hustle. Well, I just but, used to play with the cats that used to loiter outside. We had different childhoods. I mean, do you reckon sort of like the yeah. big, the big chains, they sort of go, right. Okay. We're going to, we're going to put these, gonna put these mechanisms on here. You know, we're going to get people putting the trolleys back. So uh, we don't have to keep on employing a trolley boy. And, uh, you know, after a certain amount of time, do you reckon they've gone, okay, look, we've, we've trained them. It's been about five years, but we, we, I, think we've, I think we've cracked the people. And uh, they should know to put the trolleys back now. And, they, you know, the, the rental company, they probably got the mechanisms from. You know, they've sort of gone, we don't need your business anymore. And they've gone, uh, you'll, you'll be back. You'll be back. And uh, I mean, it, it all just goes wrong. Judging by the <laughs> fact that the ones around here have wheel clamps on them, if you take them over a certain threshold, I doubt that's the case. Uh, technology has come <laughs> along. That might be, you know, that might be the reason why they've sort of going to have, you know, as long as they stay within the car park boundaries, you know, screw it. If they don't trust us not to steal them and take them home as some kind of ornament, they're not going to trust us to put them back. There's a lot you can do with a shopping trolley. We turned ours cages. We turned ours into a swing. I don't, I don't know. Um, when we were kids, over a big hole in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
there was always at least one sort of person up and down your road that you knew had a shopping trolley that was sat down by their front door or just on their side alley. It was just like, what was it for? (laughs) It was for people who didn't have a car and they used to just take their trolley home with them. Walking along a main road with a trolley full of shopping. Like, I don't think I'd have the balls. Like, bring I a mean, suitcase. if I didn't drive, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> That's... A suitcase. Bring a, bring a suitcase. What? Yeah, suitcase you can't get one of those granny trolleys because you'll get more made fun of than having a trolley trolley. Uh, get a suitcase. Where have you been, mate? You've just come back off holiday. Nah, me. I've just I've been to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> I've brought a trolley shopping before when I had to get the bus. <laughs> Not a trolley, a suitcase. You've taken yes, a suitcase. I had to get some very shop. heavy items, Ben. See, this is. I would just like to point out that you know, you have said you know that uh, there are certain reasons why you're single. This is one of those reasons. I didn't. I didn't expect to be attacked this early in the podcast. Well, but it's, it's, here we are. It's, it's chaotic, <laughs> lawful, and I'm all about it. It's just. I'm just. I'm just. What, on, what else could you take? Suitcase? Is this? Oh, yeah, it's just going to spark something like, else randomly. Skip bags. Or like, you know, the, the big... There's a very fine line between a skip <laughs> bag and an Ikea bag. Wheel- <laughs> There's one, one ton Gibson Dandy sort of sandbags that they get delivered off the back of like a, <laughs> a crane back. You can get one of those big sort of like camping trolleys with the big like durable wheels and just cart that through instead. I mean... What would be like the, the chaotic bag? Would it be like, I don't know, a bin bag? A suitcase, we've determined, which I think is completely normal. No, the, the chaotic bag. Oh, chaotic bag. Be... Oh, I'll tell you what it'd be. It'd be one of those like recycling bags that they drop off like once a month to your front door. Nah, wheelie bin. <laughs> wheelie bin. <laughs> we... Absolutely a wheelie bin. 100% wheelie bin. Neutral would definitely have to be a bag for life from another supermarket. No, that's I do that all the time. How are you? I do, do that you all have the time. time in your life that you match up the bags for life to which supermarket you're going to. I mean, you, oh, I don't want to offend don't. Sainsbury's with a Tesco bag. Whoa, Mister JJ Sainsbury. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be rolling in his grave if he saw I don't know a Waitrose carrier bag coming into his shops. Bringing a Waitrose bag to like Lidl is one of the weirdest flexes no. <laughs> <laughs> who are you trying to convince <laughs> oh. oh my god we're talking about <laughs> what have we become on a Sunday night <laughs> oh <laughs> I have nothing I mean it always goes back to chaotic evil it just always degenerates into some kind of nonsense but it was a good topic. We 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 shat on it. We shat on the topic. <laughs> what what I was I was gonna I was just gonna say what what other ways show that someone is an absolute cunt? Having like twenty minutes in a Starbucks queue to work out what you want, and then still waiting at the front counter to order because you don't know what you want. The thing or is, you feel pressure. I'm uh, see. This sort of leads on to my next sort of one when, um. I I hate scumbags in retail who, when you're at the front of a queue, and I always feel pressured either at a petrol station or probably the worst one as well is Primark. 
you get to the till, you pay for your stuff, you don't even have a chance to sort of, you know, get yourself together, put your cards back in your wallet or your purse or what have you, and they've already pressed that button that says, next customer to cash in number five, please. Yeah. And you're just sort of like, cheers, mate. You know, I've now I've got Doris, you know, with her three bags of shopping and her two kids, like, literally at my heels waiting for me to get the hell out of the way. You know, and they're just looking at me awkwardly, and I'm just like, "Give me a second. I'm just putting my goddamn loyalty card back in my goddamn wallet." That's that's, that's like the Audi and Lidl things at you down the conveyor belt. They just launch it. <laughs> oh, you want time to pack your things? Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> You've got to put it back in the trolley and go over to the corner and then rebag everything. I was just like, just just slow down for a minute, mate. You're not you're not getting paid enough don't to be swinging fucking rice krispies. Targets that if they don't scan everything within like a second, they get put back to slave labor or something. Like they've got some they've got like ridiculous targets to hit. No if idea. they don't meet, they get like whipped. I, <laughs> I would like to point out a massive disclaimer right now that uh, Audi, Lidl, we do not believe that you incorporate slave labor into your uh, working day or any kind of. <laughs> we, we, we're not BBC. We can say whatever the fuck we like. We live it. <laughs> they get whipped. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Start paying people proper wages. Just stop swinging my fucking rice krispies down the conveyor belt. Really, they're uh, forti- fortified rice pops or something. Give a fuck what it is. <laughs> rice crackles. Something like that, yeah. No, I don't, I don't have the pressure. If, if someone... Absolutely. I always get concerned bollocks. that if I get rushed away from my transaction, I will spill all my shit on the floor and make it worse. Like, I will just empty all of the loose change by mistake on the floor and have to crouch down in front of like 20 people in Primark watching me and it would just make everything worse just give me 30 seconds to live and breathe before the next person comes up I mean I don't I just bag it, I just bag it there and then I just think fuck them I just do it and they're like no no you can do it over now I'm like I'm done and you know what was the what was the deal took you fucking 10 seconds more yeah. before I put my card <sighs> in just look at you piece of shit <laughs> this whole podcast yeah. is going to be <laughs> oh. The anger levels are already starting to rise. We're getting mad at Audi for God's sake. Like, are these are these real problems? Are these real problems? I'm mad at everyone. I'm mad at everyone and everything. I'm literally hit middle age before. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 27. Feeling it. <laughs> I mean, I'm 29 oh, I'm and a world. half. So you still count the half years? Oh, I mean, yeah. Of course, I'm. I, I'm trying as best as I can to refrain. But from why would you add the realizing. half when you could just say twenty nine and bask in that for a little longer? Twenty. I mean, shut up. That's why you're alerting okay. the world to the fact that you're nearly thirty. <laughs> Keep it a secret. <laughs> Have some pride. <laughs> You can you can just write off the last year and just oh, keep no, being twenty nine next year. We each of us know quite a few people that have got this Peter Pan complex of just going, oh, it's my 21st birthday for the... Oh, it's the fifth anniversary of my 21st today. birthday. Ha, ha, ha. It's like... Fuck uh, off, you're 26. Uh, Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that. It's like saying, oh, my 47-month-old child. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing. Sir, they're five. <laughs> okay. There's um, another thing that... 
pisses me off about people is if, do you ever when you're talking to someone on the phone and as you're as you're saying you say bye and that other person you're speaking to just goes blah 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 oh. and then hangs up the phone. I feel always always look last word. It's such a little thing, and I have no idea I why it pisses me off want so to much. Get off the phone as soon as possible in every single situation that I'm in in life. So I just hang up. <laughs> I don't care if I've spoken last or not. I just leave. Like text me. I mean, don't don't ring me. Text me. <laughs> so I can ignore it. Before we started this podcast, yeah, here you can mm-hmm. see what obviously you're just doing a quick test run, and uh, yeah, Ben decided to just go. <laughs> Fuck oh, you guys, yeah. and, uh, and just left the group call without even saying goodbye. We're like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> it was very abrupt. We spent Somewhere. a good few minutes laughing at you while you were gone because it was great. I'm just worried that if I don't keep poking are, you two, that two we're never going to get anywhere. Of? Well, <laughs> for once actually, in my life, I've been not reliable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoa, excuse me. I was the first to drop the uh, drop the message in saying, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock. Except the fact that you weren't ready where, when you sent that where message. Were you, the last two times? <laughs> you sent us a message <laughs> questioning our whereabouts while also not being ready. I mean, I, I was I was in the room. I was no, you raring weren't. to go. You sounded like you were on Mars on the call. Okay, fair enough. The phone was in the front room <laughs> and I I was currently in the bedroom. <laughs> the last two times we've tried to do this, you've been in the bath putting bubbles on your face. Hey, hey, okay. How I spend my Sunday evenings is not being brought into question here, okay, guys? Yeah, absolutely is. It was a Tuesday night. It was a Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm not in control of my life, okay? <laughs> I've lost, I've lost all grip on reality. Uh, I feel like what you guys want to talk about is very, very nice and straightforward. And I'm just like looking into stupid worldly topics that are just far too long to care about. No, no, no. I'm I'm all into that kind of thing. But I, I didn't I didn't want to jump straight into a deep end with, uh, you know, being technically having no oh, research in front of me oh. I'm trying to do it all from memory <laughs> i am always I'm in prepared. the deep end i <laughs> i have been looking into nuclear semiotics um which is just a clusterfuck of how do we not kill people in ten thousand years um so obviously we bury nuclear waste and there's a debate amongst experts on the length of storage for nuclear waste before it's safe to be around or dig up and it's generally between 10 and 30,000 years, but most of the stuff I've looked at is sort of centered around 10,000 years. Burying radioactive waste underground isn't really a problem. We've done it loads. And like heavy research, rigorous testing, safety features have all been put into place so that no natural factor will let any radiation leak to the surface. But it doesn't account for human interference. And human interference isn't easy to monitor by the people that buried the stuff once they're long dead and buried so um they've put in like loads of different people have put in all this research on how to stop people digging up radioactive waste and killing themselves and they basically come up short every single time and have no idea how to alert future civilizations well that that's an interesting thing because they still don't know what well, yeah, this is, from 2000 yeah, years ago it. they've had the they've got the rosetta they've got the rosetta stone 
but they they've started to think that hieroglyphs aren't just symbols that mean words they're they're like they meet a mm. hieroglyph is like a sound that you make so, you know you've got we've got multiple it's words that mean different weird. things as well so it's it's weird that you should mention language. the rosetta stone and that's it's weird that you should mention the rosetta stone here, because like the best thing that they've sort of come up with to translate what they want to translate is like the rosetta stone 2.0 so um there is a rosetta project that's attempting to continue the legacy of the famous rosetta stone um, because obviously it was engraved with the same message about King Ptolemy in hieroglyphics, in um, Demotic and ancient Greek. And until its discovery, scholars had literally no idea how to read hieroglyphics. So they're planning on continuing it on with like 600 languages to be able to convey the messages that they're trying to convey in the future. But that's the best sort of shot they've got at it because there is like human nature. People love excavating things that ancient civilizations have kept buried for centuries. Like, Loads of necropolian graves have been de- like disgraced throughout excavation, sometimes for treasure, just sometimes for bants, and we can't help ourselves. So they've come up with a couple of things. It's the, the Human Interface Task Force have tried to come up with basically just the simple task of warn people of the future, don't dig here. If you dig here, you'll kill many people and things along with you. Heavily paraphrased, that's not a direct <laughs> quote. But, um, <laughs> a couple of things they've tried is signs but the problems they've come into with signs uh, yeah is that they fade over time and would need regular maintenance and that could just maybe not be a thing in 10,000 years so they sort of went down the road of carving things um, and it's called the Sandia Report and they wanted to convey a series of messages, some of which have just not translated well from when this report was first made. They're things like, this is a message and part of a system of messages. Pay attention to it. And things like, we were a powerful culture. This is not a place of honour. And all these really doomsday kind of phrases. But the issue is, even if we translated it into every current spoken language, which would mean a lot of people can understand it, language isn't permanent. Who knows what how language will have evolved in 10,000 years? Like the oldest language that's still used today is Tamil, and, only, and it's only 5,000 years old, I think it was, um, which is just half of the minimum isolation yeah. goal of nuclear waste. So it's massively unlikely that language is going to be able to be depicted. And what you said about hieroglyphics, they've tried to do pictures as well. But like, if you look at any ancient artwork, some of the oldest ancient artwork, if you were to just look at it without it being very, very closely explained to you, you'd have no idea what it meant. A hundred percent. I mean, I still look at road signs now. Yeah. I'm driving, I'm like, I have no like... idea what the sign means. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> not <bad. laughs> um, but, so they tried to just do sort of basic stuff like this is a skull. A skull is bad. It is the remains of a dead person. You will die. And it's, it's not guaranteed to send the idea of death. Early depictions of a skull and crossbones symbolized rebirth. There's a picture um, called The Crucifixion by some Italian guy. I think it's Frey Angelico, but that's, that might not be the pronunciation. Um, it symbolized rebirth. It didn't symbolize death at all. Pictures. Um, Pirates. Like the Jolly Roger replaced the bones of the skull and crossbones to two swords. And obviously the name doesn't really convey sadness. Nope. So there's, yeah, there's fucking exactly. treasure like, buried here, son. It's not... It's yeah. not permanent like that can change as well 
but my favorite my favorite idea of how to stop people digging up nuclear waste and killing themselves is the cat theory <laughs> so in 1984, there was a French author, Francois Bastide. Uh, they suggested that cats, cats are everywhere in history. Like they're so ingrained in human culture, like the ancient Egyptians, all that shit. So she thinks that cats are going to be around forever. So they she got together with um, an Italian semiologist and they came up with what they called the ray cat solution which is basically engineer cats that change colour in response to radiation and then, two, create a culture or a legend or, like, historical background that if your cat changes colour, you should move somewhere else. And it's what? amazing. <laughs> They're literally trying to make up sort of, like, uh, almost a religion or a myth or an urban legend that if your cat changes colour, it's not safe and you should go. And then trying to carry I mean... that on through the ages. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If I had the opportunity to buy a glow-in-the-dark cat, yeah. I totally would. Like, if your cat changes colour, what if it doesn't get received well? What if history doesn't go, oh, no, rainbow cat is bad. Rainbow cat means bad things. You'd just be like, shit, if I stay here, my cat goes pink. I love it here. Let's stay here. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, they it sell merch. Like a terrible They're idea. still looking into it now, and they sell merch. They sell merch. <laughs> that that's a hundred percent the driver of her is how can I sell shit? This to was people? in the eighties and some like a group of people Radio- just picked it up and gone, let's sell radioactive cat merch. <laughs> oh, I, I would do the same. The more like cool dystopian thing that they've done was um not dissimilar to anti homeless spikes. So the HITF, which are the organization that have been tasked with saving humanity ten thousand years from now suggested this like spiky architecture to discourage explorers from entering the nuclear deposit and incite feelings of like unease within anyone that was there so they had like the ideas of big granite spikes and huge concrete blocks that form like narrow streets leading to nowhere and like fields of razor blades that make screeching noises in the wind and um i'm pretty sure that historically using art or erecting monuments around locations only provide like a further reason to explore it humans love a challenge a hundred percent they'll be like this must be the greatest achievement we want to explore it this must be yeah, a monument they, to, the, to the warriors thing that they've come up with to try and stop people digging up radioactivity has basically just turned into humans just want to die for fun and it's so fun <laughs> like human nature's useless like it's a miracle that we've lived this long. But yeah, it that's my really rabbit is. hole. <laughs> I mean, Ben had the the moral obligation of whether or not you should put your shopping trolley back, um, you know, and you went straight on to yeah, yeah, go hard or go home. Like this, this I love rabbit holes. I love nothing more than a good rabbit hole. If I can waste like five hours of my life researching something that literally means nothing to anyone then i will do it and i must do it i don't think it's a waste i'm, I'm always Honest. going down random rabbit holes learning Honestly, random if shit I was the type people of don't need that to know in conspiracy theories i would never leave the house thing is i've i've already gone down that rabbit hole that you've been speaking of because i've seen all the signs that they've done and how they're trying to the other thing they were trying to think of was they're trying to see it as as if an alien comes to Earth and digs it up, rather than trying to think of 
future cultures because it's a lot easier mm. to think, well, they know nothing about us. Because they keep they keep trying to use the, yeah. uh, the nuclear sign, don't they? they the European standard one. No, like I saw a no, picture that they had that because they basically just went, let's just slap radioactivity on everything and hope for the best. But there's a picture, it's like a comic with four panels and it just depicts someone digging a hole and these like radiation symbols coming up from the ground. And the last frame is just the guy falling over when the radioactivity symbols get to the top. And it just looks like a swarm of butterflies came up from the ground and this man just passed out with excitement. Like, it is not easy to convey if you have no idea what that symbol means. Like, there are people currently living that don't know what that symbol means. I have no hope for people in 10,000 years knowing what it means. They did think of sending messages akin to this, like, don't come here, this isn't a place of honour, into space. So there was a permanent record out there that Earth was full of radioactive shit. <laughs> Literally, the Don't phrasing they use is this is not a place of honour. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird study wow. and if it was my job, I'd just be continuously angry because there's no way to fix it. It's a hard one because it nuclear is. power is one of the cleaner energies it absolutely as long is. as it's done properly. Which, which then falls back into humans not knowing how oh, to yeah, look at the long term issues. Oh, yeah, short-sighted. They hear nuclear energy and just assume it's the big bad evil. Yeah, but then it, also the design side of it. You've only got to look yeah. at like Fukushima. With the, they, they knew they were in like high coastal wave areas in the, the tsunamis. Yeah. That's a tsunami area. And yet they didn't fortify any of it. They just had like a seawall that we'd have down the local coast. It is. It just boggles your mind, and then, then when things go wrong, they go, "Oh yeah, maybe we should have yeah. thought about that." But they already knew. No nuclear, like the amount of waste generated by nuclear power it's... is mass, like tiny relative to other thermal elect- electricity generation technologies. Like, I don't think people. I think people get really scared by nuclear energy because they've been taught to be scared of it. I mean, rightly so. You've only got to look at the mistakes in the past, but again, majority yeah. of that has been human error. Oh, like human, human error design. was absolutely the cause of, say, like Chernobyl, if you're looking at that. the um, They were using really young, really undertrained members of staff. And when something went wrong, the higher powers weren't listening to them. Like that was massively human error. Like if done correctly, nuclear energy is surprisingly not bad. The, the, biggest, the biggest problem is when you're looking at risk is you mm-hmm. can't move away from human error. So you have to put systems in that can yeah. cope with human error. And that that's the hardest part yeah. of design. I was I was also did you ever hear about the free free was it free islands or free mile? Their radioactive no. issue that they had in the eighties. Their um one of the pumps to the um thermal um mm. cooling system failed. Stuck in one of the pipes. And when when they um eventually they figured out it was the filter that was put in there to stop things clogging up the pipes had come loose and blocked yeah. it which is ironic, as it was like a minute safety feature. But the other thing that they really struggled with was the display that told them everything was wrong. So they were having like, they had red lights that said the pumps was on and they had green lights that said other other equipment was on. So all the, yeah. the colours were different on each LEDs. But then the switches and levers that controlled these pumps would be the other side of the room. So nothing was correlated into an area. So, and then there were like, they were saying, like, no wonder the engineers couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on because every five minutes a buzzer was going off about something that didn't even matter at the time. It's funny no way that of turning you should, it off. Um, 
talk about the irony of that happening when the irony of Chernobyl is astounding that all of it happened due to a safety check. They were doing a safety check and forced deadline that shouldn't have been when it was to hit targets. So a safety check ended up in a massive disaster. I really want to do like a full lengthy discussion about Chernobyl because I just, I I love, I love it. That sounds really fucking terrible actually, but it's just so interesting for me. It's fascinating Chernobyl. Anyway, you're talking about trying to hit deadlines. That that's one of the major things that fuck people up as well. Like um, trying to hit a deadline, people cutting corners to hit it, and all, all signs of safety go out the window when there's a time limit introduced. Absolutely, it was very very bad. That's your input. That's my input. I've bad. lost the flow of the whole conversation. To be honest with you. <laughs> well, it's good to know that in the words of Aaron, no, it was no, bad. No. No, no. That is all. Quote it word for word. It was very, very really, bad. Very bad. What, what's your thoughts on the the safety side of it? Where to hit a deadline, uh, would you sacrifice the safety? You know, say you've you've got a deadline in your job and you've got to hit it. Do you, I do mean, you start let's not lie. We've, we've all to, uh, to get the job done. We've all done a little bit of naughty, naughty here and there. So, but then again, I think it might be a good idea to maybe not sidestep them when it comes to nuclear radiation. Yeah, probably not a good idea. But would you in in oh, your job? Would you, all the time. All the time. There were. There were it wasn't. It wasn't anything to do with what they did. It was to do with the the metal, wasn't it? The subpar what, uh, um, radiation, wasn't it? They were getting. No, they were. Yeah, I thought it was to do with the, the radiation. Yeah, they were, they they were trying to do a safety too quickly or too slowly. I'm not 100 percent versed on it right here, right now. But um, they tried to rapidly cool it or rapidly heat it, and had to like force it past what it could do. But wasn't it as well because of the design of the reactor and the material they were using? Didn't they then discover yeah. that they can add something in on the it, end, like a? It was a certain coating was on the was end titanium of the pins, or some the rods. Um, but it was a mixture of human error, terrible management, and something to do with the coating. What's grinding your gears, Aaron? Waiting and raring for the world to go back to normal. I suppose is it, is it going to be a normal? normal? Definitely going to be changed around quite a bit. But I think, uh, what is the one thing that we're each waiting for to come back is probably a good uh, a good topic. I don't think I can say that in a public forum. Socialising. <laughs> yeah, that one. Socialising. Socialising. <laughs> ah, Katie's yes, waiting yes. for the orgies to crack open again. That That's what may she was or may not to. be correct. I'm not at liberty it's to discuss It's definitely the orgies. <laughs> The first two rules. Don't talk about it, Ben. What was that? The rules are very clear. I'm not a part of your fight oh, club orgies. I can talk if I want to piss I'm questioning it, but I am not going to say what is on my mind when it comes to fight club orgies. Why is something on your mind when we're talking I mean, about fight club orgies? I've got questions, but I don't think they would be the right or politically correct questions. I mean, this is, I mean, this is literally is, the place the to be asking them you questions. Beat each other up until you go. All right, okay, you can fuck me. Or is it so much that you just? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> is it man on man? Is it intergender? Is it? I, 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 there's so many questions. So many questions. Uh, Where the float should um, Let's just go with. I mean, because there's obviously got to be a mix of fucking and fighting. 
So, what is the case? That sounds like a standard I mean, relationship. Yeah, but it's it's all melded into what what one hour like, and a half sort of session. It just sounds like a ten years of an extremely boring heterosexual marriage. What crushed into what one like. one hour and a half session? Yeah, fifty percent fighting, fifty percent. Well, I would say fifty percent having sex, but. Why, why, why can't why can't it be Street Fighter and then Chagging? Yeah, that's, that's literally the same thing. I like that version. I could wait. As in, like playing Street Fighter, or because I'm thinking of an underground sex arcade now. Yeah, <sighs> I find that it. could work. You know, you could. Uh, there's there's two demographics you're appealing to there. Nerds would be so happy. Because nobody wants to clean up a cummy Star Wars I pinball mean, machine. I asked you to leave out my cummy Star Wars pinball machine, Ben, what? out of topics to of conversation, but you seem to have broken that taboo. I wouldn't call it a taboo. Wait, would I? It was it was a taboo to me, okay? Mm, I wouldn't call it a taboo. <laughs> That's weird to say, <laughs> taboo to me. Taboo to me, to be taboo. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that second bit there? I mean, what coming coming hey, on your ben, own Star Wars pinball machine? Is, whatever makes you happy, Aaron. This degenerates for interpretation. Let's just say it all. We're ended definitely in not putting your picture out on this podcast. That's for sure. What were we supposed to even be talking oh. about in this podcast? Because this is oh, anything. This is getting absolutely spicy. anything. Well, that's that's why it's towards the latter side of the podcast. We we started with the, the moral obligations. <laughs> the absolute filth at the end. What are you? I mean, you're looking no forward to our amongst my peers and my friends that I can't wait for the candle shop to reopen. I love a good Yankee. Oh, you're such a candle. I mean, hole. I prefer the term snob, but you know, are you serious? You're t- no, he needs to sniff all of them. He needs yeah. the experience. You know, that's Yankee candle shopping for Aaron is not about that, coming I, home with a candle. It's kind I, of like kind of like ordering, you know, like I don't know, a, you be able to take... uh, a wife online. You know, you look at the picture and go, Oh, that looks all right. And then when it turns up it just looks like I don't know, a sack of shit. Or smells like a sack you, of shit. You could have said you could have said a wedding dress. You really could have gone for wedding dress, but no, you went for mail order brides. That's where you went for that. <laughs> It could, it could, I look, 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 I'm, I'm being open. It could be a mail order groom for all you know. Okay. You said, you said wife. Uh, How many? You're living in the past. I mean, you said wife. Damn it. (laughs) You did say wife. God damn it. From what I've learned, um, while candle shopping with Aaron, because believe me, it's an event. Um, it is not about coming home with a candle for Aaron. It is about going into the shop, smelling everything, criticising everything, thinking about buying something new just to get himself out there a bit, and then buying his favourite candle, as always. I mean... The same one, every time. What's it called, Aaron? It's that blue one, Midsummer's right? Night. Yep. Every time. Same and they candle. brought out different variations of the same candle as well, so... He, he really could buy it online, but no, he has to experience it. He needs to walk away with that it little It might be a dreamy back. summer's night. It might be midsummer's night. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I occasionally... It's never, 
was always Midsummer's. Don't kid yourself. You tried and you didn't like it as much. You're like, mm, this one's similar to this one, but no, I think I'm just going to stick You know, old one. regular. <laughs> You're such a cannibal. <laughs> you would sell your left nut for a lifetime supply ooh, of this kind of... Ooh. You would, in a heartbeat. Yeah, that would... That would... I'd put money uh, on it. I'd put I mean, to be fair, the amount of candles I go through, I would be the one that's laughing. You're not even using the left one. That's a good point. Probably. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we know people that function perfectly I fine. I mean, that's testing. that is correct. Um, yeah. What? I mean, you do as we well, then. We we, um, we commonly you know, know some yeah, of anyone that. Do you remember that festival we worked that time? Oh. One working bollock. <laughs> I don't know whether it's been scientifically proven, but from, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Who would study his left I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, there's certain oh, people that have probably, you know, used it as a jawbreaker at some point, but... Oh, I, the vivid imagery <laughs> that came along with that sentence, Aaron, was not fair to put on me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bring up my roast. Didn't even I like thought it you didn't have time. a roast today. I had some of it, didn't I? Because I, I, I don't even like it and I still ate it because <sighs> I have no self-control. What Would is, you not like no, a roast? No, roast, no. You only like roast because you no. like, you're see, meant to. See, this is where we vary. Me and Ben... No, appreciate a good roast because we don't have. I can appreciate. A we good don't roast. have them on tap it. every Sunday. Nor do I. I mean, you're... what what what, what do you not it, like what about do you it? Like about it? Because I just I just think it's it's not something I would pick. I don't know why. Roast potatoes, all the veg, swimming in gravy. I don't know why. Just the UK real nice bit of beef. Hard on collectively for a roast dinner. It is the most um, boring thing. I'm, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. Don't, don't give me shit for that. Don't I, I, for I that. feel slightly triggered, but <laughs> I, yeah. Oh. I like I like the Yorkshires. I like the roast potatoes, and I like the meat if it's done right. But <laughs> why would you boil the ever-loving crap out of vegetables and slather gravy on them? No. Like, I know, but I well, you don't didn't have, to. have good roasts as a kid. It was all just I had an Irish roast, didn't I? Everything boiled to the level of anemia. Was it? Just a I mean, that's all the veg was anemic. That sounds more like a you the, problem, okay, not a uh, a general roast problem. To be fair, the roast the roast potatoes are cooked in like goose. That's fat. how you get them extra crispy. Yeah, yeah. The roast the roast potatoes are a good time, but growing up in an Irish household household ruined vegetables for me. It's just bland tasteless mush but it, it does taste like something it all tastes like cabbage water it doesn't have to be. Uh, mm, that's what i mean like, you can eat anything you want on a sunday night why would you pick a roast you could have pizza if you wanted to i mean i'm not i had Domino's earlier i had a, I had a exactly like you you want to defend roast dinners so hard and you had pizza for I, your because sunday i didn't dinner. have I didn't have that, that roast you, option. You traitor. Yes, you did. I've, I have known you to get takeaway I, roasts uh, during this pandemic. Yeah. Oh, no, but they're, they're shit. They're shit. Oh, you agreed. can't take away roasts. As as you can't take away a fry-up. It just doesn't work. Do you know what? I love a fry-up. I absolutely love a fry-up. Yeah, no one likes a fry-up in a plastic sad. box. It's depressing. I mean, it's, it's vile. Again, at like a music festival or something when that's the only option and you've been eating like stale Pringles for three days, it's yeah. happiness. But, but that's different. 
that's different. You you can go home and make a decent fry up quickly. There's no need to, you know, why don't you get it in a stick? If in you want a stick? breakfast, get it in a stick. It's different, you know. Oh. Yeah, like a French stick. Why didn't you like just say brick- baguette? Like stick. If you want this breakfast, you can get it in a stick. Yeah, because I call it stick. No, that's stick. weird. I had no idea what you meant. I thought you meant like not weird. a horrific. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like some stick. horrific creation where you just mushed a it all into big. a stick shape and ate it like a breakfast, like a breakfast kebab bar. is what you were imagining. I take it. <laughs> I didn't think there was anything holding it together. You would think I was just going <laughs> to grab it all and mush it into a, a, a sausage shape. That's literally the first thought that crossed my mind. I was like, what are you talking about, stick? I mean, I'm quite interested in pursuing, like, a breakfast kebab stick now. Just a breakfast baguette. Why kebab it? Why kebab it? No, just... Well, yeah. If... How would you do that? The eggs would crumble apart. The beans would fall out. Don't even get me started on the hash browns. You know, I... You'd ruin the I'm, texture. I'm the idea guy, um... you know. This is why I would employ scientists or... You know, something else that would, you know, be able to work out the kinks. You're basically just going to, you're the guy in the back of the meeting who's throwing up fucking retarded <laughs> art, like, questions I mean, and answers. Yeah, and... you, yeah. I feel like in a meeting, you'd take a shit on the desk and point at it really like, <laughs> Whoa, look what I did. Fucking hell, that's a bit vicious. Do you expect anything else from me at this point of our you're so. Oh. I mean, <laughs> you're such a, you're such oh, a victim. Yeah. Aaron. Somebody call me wine, wine, wine. Call me in an ambulance. If you're gonna steal my quotes, at least no. Execute fuck them off! Correctly. I'm gonna butcher Jesus. them like you've done to my fucking reputation. I said that at a wedding once, and it went down badly. Well, it went down well, but not for the people that I was saying it to. I mean, I someone was saying. Oh, we, we need to stay here. I've not even said what I wanted to say yet. I wanted to do a toast. I haven't even seen the wine list. I was like, you are the fucking wine list. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Somebody was a little bit cranky that day by yeah. the sounds of it. No, I was having a great time, actually. I was drunk. Ah. It was the root of it, to be honest. I had seen the wine list as it happened. Was it a good list? <laughs> mm, it's cheap. So, yeah, good. Jesus. <laughs> I really, I really don't get the the appeal no, to expensive wine. No, I had a really wine. good wine once. I, it, there's well, red wine, yes, white wine, not so much. I don't get it. Anything you spend over a tenner on a bottle, in, I, in, I you really like red, don't you see like red wine. You try. I like red wine. I like you try a, I wouldn't really an expensive Rioja at someone else's expense and tell me it doesn't taste better than any red you've ever had in your life. I just, I, I just wanted to taste like Ribena. I, I, I I'm not interested in subtle no, hints no, 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 of no, asshole no. and. And timber and whatever fucking other thing it is. I just no, want to ma- get oh, fucked ma- up. No, red wine has a tendency to just taste like vinegar. I, I had a the nicest bottle of red I've ever had in my life at this wedding that I was a plus one at for an ex. And this bottle of wine was like hundreds, hundreds. And it was on an open bar. And it went down like velvet. Oh, my God. I think about it all the time. It was such good wine. I mean, especially oh, an open bar with, with an open bar. expensive bottle of wine still on the on the, on the menu. Jeez, honest <laughs> to God, it, it it was literally just their red option. And I googled this bottle of wine because it tasted so nice. So I googled the label, like I want to buy some of this. This is the nicest red I've ever had in my life. And then I realised why because it was so expensive. And they just they didn't give me a glass. They gave me the bottle with a glass. When I asked for a red I wine, I mean, they probably they probably took a look at you and were just like, mm, "Nah, she needs the bottle." Love it. Well, this wedding was in someone's back garden, but like their back garden was basically twenty football fields 
worth of land. And um, it was ridiculous. They had like ale kegs. Uh, it, it was a ridiculous wedding. This household also had 20 uh, golden retrievers as pets. I mean, I mean why like do you 20. need that many golden retrievers? Oh, I suppose it makes perfectly so re- perfect sense retrieving all that gold across all that land. <laughs> they just kept adopting dogs every time they saw one. It looked sad, apparently. Okay. okay. <laughs> it sounds like the perfect life. I'm not going to judge. Well, I'm going to judge. Oh, they, the I dogs can't don't live in the same house. Like what? Yeah, they have, like, they, they so have, they have their like, house. Kind of. Imagine if sheds were the size of houses. They were just like weird wooden structures, but they definitely were buildings. And they had a, one house for their firewood, one house for their dogs and the people that looked after their dogs. And then they had a um, recording studio in another one of the houses in the back garden. It's just mad to me how some people... It's uh, mad their to me how I got invited to wedding somehow. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. The question needs to be asked. Was this a, a plus one invite from one of these uh, fight club orgies? I mean, <laughs> I'm not at liberty to discuss that. <laughs> oh, I suppose first rule of Fight Club orgy: don't talk about Fight Club orgy. Yeah, you're, you're, you're literally breaking you, the first um, rule. You scumbag. Yeah. No, it was um, this awful, not an awful ex, but anything like seedy or weird. But he was just the most insufferable person I've ever known in my life. Um, and apparently, I didn't see that at 18 years old in a nightclub when I met. <laughs> but I had a really good day at that wedding. They had like uh, portaloos in their back garden for the guests, but they weren't like the normal plastic portaloos. They were like a trailer with porcelain toilets in and a chandelier. Sounds <laughs> crazy. Sounds yeah, like crazy. The they ain't cheap. It was oh, better than my bathroom yeah, at literally. home, honestly. Who? Are you playing fucking games on your phone? No. You. You. I genuinely isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard a. I heard a. I heard a bit of background noise, but it genuinely wasn't me. Yeah, I heard a little bit of background noise. I don't know what it is, though. Are you playing I'm switching Resident phones Evil? so you can play fucking video games. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not Evil. playing Resident <laughs> Evil. I, I, may, I may be playing Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> but the, the, the volume was on low, so it definitely wasn't me. Otherwise, you would have definitely have heard it. I mean, we did I've been hear playing it. it. Pretty well, how much long have since you this podcast started? You are an absolute <laughs> scumbag. I hope you know that. I would like for you to know that you're a literal piece of human shit. <laughs> you are a piece of shit. Oh, pay attention to the goddamn podcast, Aaron. What was your subject? Was it the Q thing? Uh, which Q thing? The Q thing about how they they just don't give you enough time and you just feel pressured. Yeah. I mean, that is a pretty good one. The other one that I was also toying around with was also the... um. How going to famous coffee shops and knowing what to order is just an absolute minefield. I, I really struggle with the pronunciation of these okay, fancy fucking Italian words. Your pronunciation of some Starbucks orders. Cordu. What did you just call me? Cordu. <laughs> I want a cortado. So when I went out and I was like, I want a cortado. She was like, You mean a cortado? Yeah, I, I know. Chuck some fuck. milk in that as well. Put it on the table. There's, there's plenty of other ones that I, I can't remember. That's the last one that stuck I... in my head called me Cordu. See, now I'm two different people at coffee shops. I will either order a paragraph or I will order the basic a black coffee. 
the pen's doing that And she is definitely that one that goes, um, can you make sure that's with almond milk as well, please? Look, you don't want to know what happens when I consume <laughs> Do you have almond Irish? milk? Oh, no, that, that severely affects my choice now. Or... I mean, if a, if consuming a drink made you shit yourself, would you I also mean, make I mean, I am also order? part of the large, you know, uh, partition of the population that suffers with uh, lactose, uh, you know, sort of intolerance, so to speak. So, yes, I fully feel your pain, but I do suffer for my... Uh, I and suffer for my art, me. Katie. If I want a goddamn milky coffee, I am prepared to... Make sure I set aside a good 20 minutes of my day to go into that bathroom and not come out. Look, if it's a choice between a milky coffee and a but large what? pizza, which one am I picking? I'm definitely having a black coffee that day. I mean, and black so, coffee's yeah. nice. I'm, I'm not knocking a black coffee. Not knocking a black. You I, sounded I, I like you were. I am partial to a black coffee myself, but you know, I mm, suffer for my art. Dick. Whoa. The anger and intolerance that I am receiving. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know. If you're going in to get something that you want, there's nothing wrong with spending three or four minutes having a look at the menu. I mean, if you if you're going yeah. in there, you're going to question everything on I the think, menu. <laughs> I think this quite should have like a speed like, service. I will always do my research before I go somewhere new, so I'm not that douchebag. That sort of like, uh, I'm a hundred percent in the moment. I will, I will walk in and go with whatever I fancy. Whilst the person behind the till is oh, always you know. before I walk soullessly in. Soullessly at you whilst you're just looking at the screen above their head. And you're just going, uh... I, I, need, I need to know, like, where we're going out to eat before I go out to eat. Because I need to, like, download the menu PDF and spend three hours deciding what I want. I mean, you no, say I'll this, literally Katie, go in there and point the menu. You still get I'm there and you still question yourself. Imagine if I didn't it's do the research beforehand. These two, as well. And then we're still there for a good 20 odd minutes. I've been out to dinner with you. I know I know exactly the situation that you're referencing as well. And I regret picking oh, the katsu curry. Yeah. Oh, that, bad. that katsu curry. That was it not was a katsu curry. I fully agree with you there. And that was quite was. a depressing, depressing choice, really. Um, they got some like saffron rice. Whacked on some chip shop curry sauce and put a bit of fried chicken on top of it. It was not chicken yeah. katsu curry. It was dog shit on a plate. It was awful. Meanwhile, I was, uh, I was chowing down on my trio of chickens and I, I, I was you having, a, like great having a great time. It sounds like you went to a harvester. So if if you get in, if you get in cats, if you're getting, you know, East yeah, Asian much. food from a harvester, then I think you get exactly what you deserved. Everything else at worst somehow. And Joe, what? Speaking of harvesters, harvesters during COVID. Now, I, when I get the unlimited salad bar, go for everything but the salad. So I generally get a bowl of pasta covered in bacon bits and then like seven bread rolls. And I do that seven or eight times. During COVID, you're not allowed, you weren't allowed to like get up and walk around. So you had to put your hand up basically and ask for permission to get the woman to go and get your refill on your unlimited salad. And the shame that comes along with telling a grown woman and yep. a grown woman seven times to get you a large bowl of fucking child's pasta covered in bacon bits. I, I did was, not care. I didn't like it. I didn't have the time. <laughs> I was like, 
But bacon my pasta. Why? Why? Bacon my goddamn pasta, please. (laughs) More, more. Anyone that gets literal salad, like just salad, needs to have a word with themselves. If you're not abusing the system of the free salad bar to get your pasta, you need to. It's probably the the cleanest we've ever had a salad bar from the harvester. That's why. Very true. Very true. The biggest, the biggest issue really is: are you going to gorge yourself on? Free pasta and no, salad, and not be able to actually enjoy, enjoy food. And suffer 100% later. agreed. This isn't fucking amateur hour, Ben. <laughs> you you do it all, and you do it all well. I mean, and there's there's I a. Can't, I can't eat like I used to. I used to I used to go to a, a Chinese buffet and put eight oh. plates away. I can't do that anymore. It hurts. But a buffet? Are they going to still the do day, buffets? With all this shit, back to COVID that seem alien now, and all you can eat buffets. One of the things I thought of, like. Tell me you've not gone around and all you can eat buffet and just eating something off your plate while you're going around. I mean, no. Like, they are not no. hygiene. You, you've not? No. You've not put like three prawn no. crackers or something on the edge of your plate and gone, I'll just have one of those I now. Mean, I mean, I think you've just outed yourself as, a, you know, another no, shopping trolley scumbag. What? Why? <laughs> you've never eaten something <laughs> off your plate because it's just looking at you. No, I'm You not. literally can't wait two minutes to get back to society today. I need to know whether I'm getting more on that trip or not. You're you're literally no, eating eating it in over transit. open bowl of food. food. Sneeze guard is going to help I'm you dropping crumbs out your mouth into the food. From one food transit. to another food. Jeez. It just still doesn't feel right <sighs> to do it. But I'm not eating over people's food. I'm not a complete animal. But still, buffets are weird. <laughs> Don't like it now. The the other thing I think it's going to be gone is uh, candles and birthday food. cakes. No. No. Yeah. Long gone. How are we just gonna? See, what I don't understand about this um, easing of lockdown thing is how everything's going to magically go back to normality in a couple of months. It, it can't happen. It won't do. It's not how not this a works. But then it, again, it's the same thing of they're, they're just going to open the floodgates like they tried to do last time and then just blame mm. it on everyone else. You know, they're going to they're gonna push the safety aspect onto someone else so you can't yeah. blame them when it all goes tits up. Yeah. I. It's going to be one of those sort of really bad relics of the past when we walk past a or you can eat buffet and see see that is shut and we're just sort of like I'll, I'll shed a small tear I will because yeah. that's how I tried yeah, loads of too. random foods that I found out I liked I, um, do you think people will carry on wearing their masks after they don't have to anymore <sighs> oh that's another good topic yeah. that's really really yeah. annoying people who wear their masks out in the open air when they're by themselves as well look just because they're being overly cautious, Aaron. I, just because you wear yours on your chin I, or something. I, I strongly disagree with you there. I do not ever. <laughs> I, I, it's even more inc- uncomfortable to not wear the mask properly. Just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just. What makes me, what really makes me laugh about that is the people that are wearing their masks incorrectly are really telling on themselves 10 times more than the people that aren't wearing them at all. Like, if you're not wearing a mask at all, I'm going to assume you're exempt and I'm not going to challenge you on that because that would make me an asshole. Um, if you're wearing it on your chin or underneath your nose, I know at one point that you were wearing it or at least attempting to wear it, but now you just can't be fucked. So, you, sir, are ridiculous. Agreed. <laughs> I don't know. I must just have a weird face because my mask rides mask? up over my eyes. That's if I'm trying to wear it properly. camo mask. <laughs> oh, no. That, that's... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. This one looks pretty cool. It's I still camo. have it somewhere. Oh, it's but I have got... 
size ones. <laughs> I didn't even look at it. I just picked it up, chucked it, it on like the conveyor belt, a and we'll find out later it's a pair of speedos down on Brighton Beach. Oh, budgie smugglers. I mean, you tried. You tried. I still had a fucking mask on it, right? It was an absolute scumbag. I've got about 20 different masks of varying levels of yeah. interesting design. The, the thing the thing with these masks are is they don't do half as much as what, not even yeah. a quarter as much I think as what people it, think they do. I think the best thing about them in terms they, of effectiveness, you know, not from their physical makeup, but from their presence, is that if you have a mask on your face, you're not touching your mouth and then touching things in shops. You say that, mm-hmm. but I've seen plenty of people who have dropped their mask, put so the fingers in the mouth and then put the mask back up. Like, bending down or like leaning over to read something on a product and they like take off their masks so they can see better. Well, one thing I did see someone do in a supermarket, which made me nearly piss myself laughing. Um, someone was trying to get one of the fresh produce bags open. So they pulled their mask down and licked their fingers, opened the bag and put the mask back on. <laughs> like how has society made it, it this far? Well, yeah. Well, we're not wearing masks. Obviously. The thing is, is long, long, long ago, these sorts of people would yeah. die off from accidents that we now have to tell them not to do. Like, don't jump off that building or don't put that hairdryer in the car. I can't car remember you. what country it was in off the top of my head. Now. Um, but there's a country that still has like pandemic holes in buildings. So when the like bubonic plague was a thing, they built these tiny little windows into businesses so that they could still operate without having to like touch plague people. And they put them back into use for COVID for takeaway service. It's literally just a hand-shaped hole, a hand-sized hole in the wall. Really? Yeah. And it's just funny how history repeats itself. I, I thought you were going to say about having warnings on oh, products okay. like peanuts is making tiny Yeah, nuts. no, it's literally like little America. COVID holes, just big enough for a hand and a little bit extra. So, thanks for joining us at the Quarter Life Wondery. Been uh, joined with Katie and uh, Aaron, who keeps disappearing. Sure, sure, cut this out in, 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 a, in a subscription. I don't know.